0: John Jones is returning to the cage, thankfully a cage where he gets to leave after the fight is over and is not confined to it for a permanent basis, which means it's time for Verbal Tap, the show that proves fighting is way easier outside of prison. I am your host, Kevin, with me, of course, Raphis Barza. Raf. how are you doing this evening?
1: You used to call me on my cell phone. And I know when the hotline bling, I know when the hotline bling. You sound lovely. Thank, Thank you. you for... Thank you. No, no, no. It's all you. I'm just here. I'm a vessel. Yeah. My voice is just a gift. Uh, this song, this this Drake song, Kev. Have you watched any of the memes? This is the best thing on the internet. I have seen a few of the memes. Yes. Okay. What is your favorite one of the Drake
0: Hotline Bling memes? um there was one where they had him
1: with Iverson below it and I really enjoyed that as a kid (laughs) in the 90s yes of course uh I would say my current favorites and uh I don't know why we're talking about this but it's just ingrained in my head because we are in an MMA and uh jiu-jitsu podcast but the one that really makes me laugh more than anything is uh as follows I love the Star Wars one where they replace uh, I guess what's in his hands which is nothing with lightsabers yeah. pretty good I did see that one did like it yeah. I also enjoyed the Drake playing Wii Tennis and uh, the reason why I guess we're doing this now on the podcast is because it got ingrained in my head because I found myself walking around and talking to people about it and be like did you guys see Hotline Bling they're like no I haven't and I was like oh my god it's so great it's Hotline Bling this one look at it and they're like oh my god that's so stupid but the one that takes the cake, Kevin, the one that wins is the Drake recreating the Cosby show theme song, which <laughs> is the best thing in the world because of how bad he's dancing. Anyway, I thought we would just share that. If you guys haven't seen it, obviously look it up. It's on the Internet. So there
0: it is. Internet. Mm-hmm. We are going to be talking a lot about jujitsu. Because I like
1: when the bling.
0: <laughs> And on our way to it, I have two things about the UFC. One, Reebok responded about Brendan Schaub. And Raph, I need your help because all of these corporate big words can be very confusing. (laughs) Okay. Here is what Michael Lunardelli, cool name, had to say about in response to Brendan Schaub. Nope, Nope. Hold on. Stop. His name's Lunar Deli. Yeah, Michael Lunar (laughs) Deli. No, it's not. L-U-N-A-R-D-E-L-L-I. Like, hey, you know what would be cool? Putting a deli somewhere on a lunar system. Yeah. Okay. His name will be the first moon deli. Mm, Yeah. Okay. Unless they take unless someone uses first moon deli, but dibs oh, mm-hmm. I've been working on my anti gravity recipe for years anyway good job, good job. we're investigating <laughs> where some people are going to criticize the deal. everybody's criticizing it right now, <laughs> well, just some in this case they may feel that they lost some sponsorships out of this apparel deal. people be fucking complaining a fucking lot that they lost money. The way we look at it is we're not deciding where the money goes. Whoa, this is totally not our fault. We're investing into all these different things that relate to MMA and the sport. So we've put a lot of money into the
1: UFC deal. We've put a lot of money on, into the stop. UFC I fighters. I need to break that one up, too. Okay. Uh, so we're doing some investigating as to what exactly is MMA. They're like, mostly, they mostly list all things
0: that might be related for mm. the next three sentences. So, okay, go on. Like trainers go just- um, but then there comes a decision point, and the UFC decides how the fighters
1: are paid. That's there not comes something... a time in every man's life when they don't get paid by Reebok. <laughs> That's not something we get involved in at all. Also, I think there are some women who play in the MMA thing. Well, we don't really know. Michael Lunar Deli drama. is not Michael Feminist Deli.
2: Mm-mm.
1: Maybe Lunar. No, oh, never mind. Mm. Don't associate (laughs) yourself to whatever he's thinking. Just read the statement. So I could.
0: Well, we're almost done. Here's the last part that pertains. So I can understand that he's looking at us and blaming us because it's Reebok apparel deal. It's a little misplaced from my standpoint.
1: So this is him talking about Brandon Schaub's response to fuck Reebok, right? Yes. Okay. Uh, That last part is fuck that guy. (laughs) Fuck him so hard. Because he's trying to ruin a good thing that we got going on here, and these other fighters, they're happy, I think. I don't know. Who are these people? I think that's what he was saying.
0: And I'll say this, because Raph and I, we know this. This is a tactic they people use in media all the time, where they don't take responsibility. It's It's also a tactic
1: people use in life and every day. Let's discuss this, though, Kevin. This is the second time that I can remember on memory, and I'm sure there could be more. This is the second time that they basically said, who, us, Reebok? No, no, it's totally the UFC. Guys, we just put the money somewhere, and we have nothing to say about any of these things. It's totally the UFC. It's not us, Reebok. Okay? Thanks. It is fascinating because it's like, okay, well, Reebok, first, first, no one
0: gives a shit that you keep saying that. (laughs) Number two. You know, maybe you should get involved. If you're the ones taking blame, maybe you should be involved in how the UFC pays people. That's the part that I don't understand. It's like you have signed a contract with them. You've joined in. You're saying we're supporting the fighters. We're going to pay the fighters. But you want zero say in how that happens? That doesn't yeah. sound right. Yeah, no.
1: We don't want to make the hard decisions. Ew. It's that, all Dana. Is, that is a syllogism that people are not going to be able to follow. I'll say this. I think the bigger problem for me is I could understand to a very dumb extent giving Reebok the ability to – or giving the UFC the Reebok ability to make decisions and do certain kind of uh, big moments. But the fact that they continue to distance themselves – so I think it raises an interesting question, which is – Why does Reebok continuously distance themselves from the UFC? Granted, they can give them some veto power or let them take the bulk of the hard decisions and whatnot. But for a company to continuously say... Oh, us? Make a decision? No, that's not us. <laughs> why would we no, no, do that? no, 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 would... no. <laughs> we wouldn't be involved at all. We just give money blindly and don't care what happens and who gets it and why and yeah. if people aren't happy. This isn't a super big Reebok. Like, exactly. You have to be a
0: part of it. Yeah, I <laughs> – that is a funny – it just doesn't sound right. So Reebok continues to baffle Um, and Raph and I would urge a different media strategy.
1: Oh, A significant media strategy. In fact, not trying to place the blame on Brandon Schaub, who's easy to just say like, oh, yeah, not everybody's going to be happy. No problem. Cool. That I think we can all get along with.
0: That is an easy thing Uh, to say,
1: by the way. It's also an easy thing to say uh, we are working hard to work with the individuals who are part of the UFC, which might be a lie. So maybe that's not why they're saying that one. Uh, it could also be, you know, we wish him well, obviously he wants to make a choice. We still encourage most of the athletes within the UFC to stay within our, our realms. We're committed to doing good by them. And in actuality, when they say shit like that, it just is like, oh, you're going to talk shit about Reebok. Is that what you're going to do? Okay. Well, fuck you too, Brandon Schaub. And you hear this, all you other fucking UFC fighters, you're on notice too. I also... Do question
0: the motives of a company that continues to be like uh, we just write the checks. Like blame them. I don't. I just. uh, I love it with Reebok. It's like you guys are not a mom and pop. Anyway, Raph, Mm. John Jones is going to be wearing Reebok. (laughs) Do you know why? Why? Because he's back. Oh, good for him. (laughs) He's going to be wearing it. He's going to have Reebok plastered everywhere. He might even tattoo it below his shin, breaking IBJJF rules probably. That's a little teaser. This is one of those big moments in mixed martial arts history. What is your take on Jon Jones being back in terms of context for the UFC?
1: Uh, Obviously opens up some doors. It makes Daniel Cormier not feel great about eating all that Popeyes after his fight with Gus Gus. Um, I don't know. I mean, Cormier was already getting into a place where he was saying he was going to take a break, he was gonna get a vacation in, and John Jones was already starting to attack him on Twitter, or at least playfully kind of jostle the beast, if you would. And I think the difficult part about that was it told me John Jones is speaking a little too loosely It seems like he might be back sooner than later. Again, the whole, "Mm, I don't know, was telling me, "Uh uh-oh, shit, he's close. They're about to do something really soon. So it didn't surprise me, and you were the first one to tell me that he was coming back, so kudos to you. But is he mentally ready to come back right now? That's a great question, and I feel like, He's been working out. uh, Obviously, the Instagram videos of him lifting a million pounds show that he is really intensely back. People that lift are very good at mixed martial Uh, arts. Yes, Kevin. But it's different when you were already good at mixed martial arts and then you add a strength component to it that is a little more – it's not superhuman but it's scary is what some would call it. So, yeah, I think those two realms are a little strange for this particular case. Yeah, John Jones,
0: I would definitely say, is someone that we've called weak before in his career,
1: too. That's a big
0: complaint we've had.
1: I understand what you're trying to make the illusion here, too. But the problem is, is that does he come back stronger? Does he come back more focused now that he's had something taken away? Um, You know, I mean, like when you're the champion for so long and you get that, this is kind of one of those things. You didn't lose the belt. So what does that do to you psychologically when someone just takes it away from you and then you train to show all of the people how much more energy and craziness you can bring? So that's one part. The bigger part for me, Kev, and i got to be very honest, is he ready to come back? Emotionally
0: or legally? Well, I think we've proven legally is fine. (laughs) He's good. I guess that's what it means. I mean, I think he's going to be just as dominant as as he ever was. He kind of seems like one of those people that's got that sociopathic skill level. Here is the important thing he needs to do. Mm. Hire a driver. I can't believe his agency or whoever stands to make money from him, which is everyone around him, haven't pooled their money. To hire a $60,000 a year, what could it possibly cost? Eighty? dollars At what point is it worth it? I don't know how much he paid his last lawyer, but something tells me it was north of 100 Gs. Just saying. Who would you rather spend time with, your lawyer or your driver?
1: Yes, you and the 9 billion people who made the John Jones Uber and Lyft jokes. I'm, I don't
0: uh, even think he should have to be so bold as to download an app. He is the champ. Mm-hmm.
1: The they UFC just provided a ride. Yeah, maybe I mean, Rocky Dana had a driver, didn't he? By maybe number Dana five, should do it. Dana should be the person who's like, "Hey, you fuck him out, fucking side." I, I would think Dana would, with how much money they stand to make when
0: John Jones gets back in the cage. I would think you would want you to be a part one of more that.
1: More fucking worse, fucking cocaine bust. I swear to God, I will fucking <laughs> do something this time. No Dan- slap on the wrist; you will be a slap on the head next time. You fucking fuck, fuck. Dana's like. Uh,
0: everyone knows you light the car on fire, Jones. That's, that's ditching a Coke
1: car 101. Listen to me. When I started this shit before we owned the UFC, I burned about 90 fucking cars. That's how you don't find fucking evidence. And if you, Just, anybody ever ask you about this story, we never talked about it. You light them on so, fire. I'll say this. The reason why I bring up the emotional part is there was always a component of John Jones. Where he would do very immature things. And part of that is being a young champ who's so amazing at what he does. Because I think everybody agrees, awesome fighter. But part of the reason why I ask, is he emotionally ready to come back? Is because he started doing that stupid video thing. He starts doing the troll jobs. He starts being with those kind of indicators that you say, oh, it doesn't seem all that different from when we last left him. So that's where I'm coming from. You know, is emotionally back. Granted, he's been doing really good work from what I've heard or at least what some publicists want us to hear. He's been doing really good work uh, speaking to kids about, I guess, being a champion and doing cocaine and then realizing, you know, I probably fucked up. And that's got to be a great conversation if you're a kid in the audience. Why day, are we talking like, about this? Um, uh, teacher, why are we listening to him talk about doing cocaine whoa. and ending up okay at the end and still being a millionaire and a fighter who will fight for the title? Uh, <laughs> I would
0: love to hear uh, that response. Perseverance? Way,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Stop asking questions. Because
0: it's Courage Month here at William H. Mason Elementary and shut up, Tyson. <laughs> Jesus.
1: William H. Macy... Oh, <laughs> it's a. I I presumed it was an LA school we were talking about. Okay. Is that not? It's right next to James Woods High. <laughs> <laughs> it's all the character actors have great, great high schools.
0: Yeah. Uh, I can't wait to uh attend Ted Danson Community College. Uh, Gary, Ted Danson is a treasure. Just <laughs> it's just north of Topeka. Great school. Mm. And I'm stoked mm. now. About Subcon. Okay. Why? Because Jeff Glover and Christian Woodmancy are in a super fight.
1: That's a great matchup. Now, we should be excited for that. Uh, did you see the photo they used? No. Would you like well, for me I... to share you? Yes, I would.
0: Because the... I thought I did, but I don't remember anything shocking about it. Why?
1: Maybe it's not shocking. I don't Is know. that Christian dressed like Jacob from Twilight? No, not fulfilling the dream you've always wanted. No. Uh, I don't know that the fault is anywhere with Christian, if that's a hint. Well, then okay. I'm not
0: interested in hearing any more about it. All right. Well, I tend to like to be able to blame someone that I
1: – I have sent the photo over to you, Kevin. Whoa.
0: Hello. Why did they – what did they
1: use clip art to get Jeff out of that? That looks like a uh... – So for those of you, again, great. Not a visual podcast. Uh, for those of you who can't see, which is everybody oh. – what the photo we just uh, shared with one another. It's basically Christian Woodmincy behind a, an American flag, as some of the Atos guys has. And um then it there's Jeff like a real picture looking like he's about to be featured on an upcoming episode of How to Catch a Predator. Or one of those
0: 80s industry magazine mm-hmm. pictures that they use for like standard catalogs.
1: Yeah. Uh this he definitely looks like a businessman who got caught uh having a gay love affair Uh, (laughs) it's just in a magazine called stashes so uh we love the jeff glover obviously a good friend of ours but uh that was an interesting photo and the thing is i know he loves that photo there is nothing that you can tell me to convince me he does not like that photo and that i think it is doing the desired effect by having us talk about it in such a light. Well, edibles are powerful. I can speak to my own experience. Uh, getting me through
0: every Saturday and Sunday. So, I'm a thousand percent scared of that left side of the photo. Are we sponsored by edibles yet, Kevin? <laughs> oh, from your lips to ballpark dispensaries' ears. they do. So, when I did the Risk podcast, I was mm-hmm. like... I was doing some writing two nights before and I stepped in. I was like, do you have something that's like kind of an upper buzz? He was like, yeah, absolutely. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, I'm just writing, just making some notes for some performance stuff. He's like, you know, we sponsor comedy shows and things. I was like, tell me more. <laughs> he goes, like, Doug Benson's here on the 26th. We're taking him all this, all these products. I <laughs> was like, for free? He goes, absolutely. I was like, um, okay. So, control-save, Raf, because when we start doing Verbal Tap, the live show, when we take mm. this thing on the road,
1: can't wait to start here in Denver. Um, What are they going to say when I've never had an edible? Is that going to be a problem? Probably not, because you can sell it, you know. Hey, guys, this is some real good edibles. This uh, makes my mind wander. Oh, what's that? I'm freaking out, man, but in the good way. Ooh. Uh man, my brain. Bob I'm like Marley, Kevin. Right? Bob Marley, also hallucinations of pizza? my future and, ooh, hungry munchies and scene. We have a cool guest coming
0: on the podcast today.
1: <laughs> yeah, what a great segue, Kev.
0: <laughs> and uh, you want to go ahead and march on over, get to chatting with
1: uh today's guest absolutely if people haven't already skipped to that part already they should have lord knows <laughs> we were mr middenkopf gold
0: Verbal tap fans, uh, well, when there's a lull in MMA, you know what Raph and I are going to do. We're going to nerd out on jujitsu. And Raph, you've done it again.
1: I did. And now let me tell you this. And sometimes when you're doing commentary for ten hours, you interact with tons of people, right, Kev? Thousands, I would think. Over well, you the wouldn't course of 10 you wouldn't know. You just you listen to me. So yes, sure. And every once in a while, you interact with somebody who dares you to do something on air, and puts it out there and really, you know, I'm intrigued to hear what happens when they dare you to do something. Do you know what our guest dared us to do here today, Kev? I don't. No, now I'm more intrigued. I didn't realize. So uh, our good friend Ricardo, which we'll get to shortly, he was like, hey, man, while we're doing some uh, interactive social media stuff and you're reading tweets on air, how about uh, some mentions of uh, my geek company? And I was like, what? So I do one. And he's like, hey. I was like, hey, if you do all these, will you give me a free gi? And he's like, do 10 more. And I was like, no.
0: Boy, but, I got to tell you, Raph, in yeah. a
1: heartbeat, I would have said yes. But I'm admittedly a little bit more whorish than you. Of course you are. Okay and that's, that goes without saying. However, I had the guys looking at Budo videos looking at me. And I was like, I'm not getting any of you guys' gis. This is just purely a me thing. And uh, got to about four or five. But I wanted to go ahead and bring him on the air with us. Kev, tell us who we're talking to here today.
0: We're talking to, from Deferma Fight Co., which is, I've seen these guys before, way before I knew him. Really great, well, like, great-looking geese. And we're geese snobs here on the podcast. It's true. DeFirma also owned, he owns the Fight Center, which he just dropped on us. We are like, hey, nicely named. Nice product going. <laughs> Ricardo Tabs, Ricardo, how are you doing this evening, sir?
3: I'm doing great, guys. How are you guys doing? I also, well.
0: we're doing great. I feel like I probably shortchanged your title because you're an officer. So it feels like there's, there's. I use sir just to make sure because he's also a brown belt. Heads up, people. So that's <laughs> why I'm not getting yeah, um
3: For the most part, most titles that I have is uh, I'm uh, Sebastian's dad. I'm Dahlia's dad. I'm <laughs> dad. That's uh, <laughs> it's about the title that's truthfully meaningful. You know?
0: I'm sure some of the blue belts at the gym have a different name for you. Oh, yeah. Just when you're not there, they're like, uh, yeah, Footlock Tubs. Uh, yeah, yeah, they
3: they, they have names for me. They do, yeah. have names for me. And we're not going to share them. Hey, I know this is a podcast, but. Uh,
0: no, you're good. We it has to be adult if we're going to let me talk to the public. Ricardo, you're an interesting yeah, guy. Exactly. You Navy. Uh, you're obviously into the clothing design and the athletic wear. How do you get started in jujitsu? Like, what's your first day where you're like, okay, let's go train?
3: Actually, you know what? <clears throat> um, I was actually in a in a military accident, it hurt my ankle pretty bad. So bad that they actually wanted to take my foot off. Uh, thankfully, I still have it. So uh, I got to a point where I really couldn't 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 uh, run like I wanted to run a good friend of mine, his name's Andy Barker. Uh, he's a judo black belt. And he said, dude, you should try, you should try judo. Oh, uh, you should try jiu-jitsu." I said, you know, <clears throat> it's funny that you mentioned that because, um, when I lived in Hawaii, I used to put on this, um, with a friend of mine, Keith Jones, who passed away, unfortunately, uh, we used to put on the Aloha muscle fitness extravaganza. And so I, I, I lived about five minutes from some guy named Helson Gracie. May have
2: heard.
3: <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And I, and I uh, Helson and I became friends, or you know, acquaintances through the Aloha Muscle Fitness. He was friends with Keith, and he said, "Oh, Kado, you should come try Jiu Jitsu." I was like, "Oh, anybody choking me out? Get that out of here." <laughs> so then, uh during the uh, Aloha Muscle Fitness extravaganza, we had uh another guy you guys might have heard about. His name was Boss uh Boss Rudin. Mmm.
1: Boss Rootin? Not familiar. heard of that guy? It's not, Kev, it's not yeah. coming back to me, but I, I feel like catching it's off? weird because in my brain, even though it's not coming back to me, I have these boom, pa, bing, yeah. zoom, pa. Give a yeah. punch. <laughs> <laughs> so,
3: so, so Boss, believe it or not, actually gave me my first jiu-jitsu lesson. Oh, shit. Uh, so first so, most all, people don't think cool of Boss. Cool story. Here, but, yeah. I well, I have more stories about Boss. I'll tell you another story about Boss. So but so Boss actually gave me my my first jiu jitsu lesson, which nobody thinks of Boss as like a jiu-jitsu guy. A a guy with great stand up and good groundwork for MMA, but Boss's groundwork is is ridiculous. He will rip your leg off. Um and uh so the, the funny thing was my me- my lesson was in the middle of little middle of the of the Aloha Muscle and Fitness Extravaganza. And so my training partner was Cabbage Career, if you remember Cabbage from way back in the day. Mm. Um, uh he was a yeah, MMA fighter from Hawaii. Pretty pretty good guy, you know, he uh, he had you know, he he used to say he had a head like concrete. Mm. So anyway, so the other funny story about Boss is that my wife was pregnant with my, my youngest, my oldest, I'm sorry, at the time. And we, we didn't know what we were gonna name our oldest. And we we're like, oh, we have this name, we have that name, and we're thinking Sebastian. And Boss was like, I think you should name him Sebastian. And we we're like, why? He's like, that's my name. You don't really think my real name is Boss, do you? My name is Sebastian. <laughs> I was like, oh, well, all right. So there you go. My son's name is Sebastian.
1: <laughs> that's amazing. We'd, okay, so yeah. you, you kind of gave us a little bit of it, but tell us what the first – instruction with bosses like because kevin and i have been training for a while but our first instructor wasn't boss and that's an interesting way to start if you are being honest
3: yeah so i mean it's it's pretty cool i mean we're in the middle of the of the aloha muscle finish drive again and 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 i had the lucky pleasure of uh you know boss was really uh we spent the weekend with boss And so, you know, we talked about his fighting and he was, he was amazing. And, uh, you know, there was an opportunity to train some a little bit. And, uh, I, I trained some standup stuff when I was a younger kid, uh, and, and said, you know, come here, we're going to do this little, this little training session. Come on. And, and here we go.
2: Hmm. And
3: that little training session lasted about an hour. And, and I was my, 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 uh, it was all groundwork, nothing about standup, all groundwork. Hmm. And, uh, you know, it, it, it really translated into uh it translated into, man, this could be pretty interesting to me. And then I moved and uh as we do in the military.
2: Hmm. And
3: uh I started training with um another guy named Salah Habero on the Salah Habero Association. Pretty hmm. good guy, right? Again, uh, I haven't heard
0: I any so. of these names, but I'll just take your word for it because you seem trustworthy. Uh, it, mm. it
3: may come back to you like a guy who spit in the wind, but we, you know. <laughs> well, we, uh. we
0: just <laughs> talked to someone from Jiu Jitsu last week. Mm-hmm. Uh, Where you talked
1: to Rafael Lovato pretty frequently, so and I was oh, pretty awesome. Uh, yeah. Rafael's
2: pretty
1: awesome. Rafael's good people. So, we love him here, and you know, I, I think this Saul, the one with the brother Sandy. <laughs>
3: it's sandy right yeah he's got blonde hair (laughs) (laughs) no so uh, yeah i was pretty lucky and i i I, um i I trained under their black belt Um, his name is um his name is uh, alan marula and uh it was great Uh, i was really really lucky to train with those guys and i I appreciated every second i trained with them they're they're pretty awesome and uh you know I, i see them all the time and uh, we still
1: are always very cordial with each other. He's pretty, pretty cool. Pretty cool. I life. just, I, the way that you're describing this, this is kind of a jujitsu dream. Like, I feel, I don't believe you're making it up. So I'm not going to say that. But it feels like going from, oh, you know, my first lesson was boss. And then yeah. I was just kind of like, I guess I'll take the best of the Gracie's. And uh, somewhere along well, the way, you know I'm going to run it gets
3: worse from there too.
1: Oh no. <laughs> Keep going.
3: Keep going. Because <laughs> yeah. I feel like so i going to get more go, jealous. It, yeah. I don't know about jealous, but I'm I mean, you know, in the military we move a lot. Um and then uh you know, I, I left uh I left Virginia. Uh and I went to Texas and I uh you know, i you know what you do when you've trained jitsu you go and try to find the best school you can find. And unfortunately there wasn't a Heberrow school for me to stay with. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I went to, uh, I went to Gracie Baja and I mm-hmm. trained with, uh, I trained under some guy named Dracolino.
0: Yes, we have. Yeah. Finally. <laughs> so I trained someone with, we've heard of goes, mm-hmm.
3: Yeah. Yeah. So Dracolino is pretty awesome. He's he's a great guy. Uh, I was lucky to train with him a lot. Top five. Nickname, with too. His, hmm?
0: Dracolino. Top five. Nickname just in terms no, he's got no, the he's, Dracula he's, already Magalish. yeah it's just up there.
3: <laughs> so he's 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 great uh, a, a really uh uh he's an incredible an incredible jiu-jitsu instructor uh just unbelievable professor uh if you've ever taken if you haven't taken classes I recommend it uh he's he's incredible but he's a better person and and I and I say that with all honesty he he's a better better person and that's hard to imagine considering he's produced like 10 billion world champions. Yeah. Um, great guy. And, uh, of course, I trained under one of his black belts all the time. Uh, a guy named Leo come to, out there in uh, Corpus Christi. A lot of great guys at that school. and uh, But every chance we got, we always went up to go train with Leno and all those guys out there. It was it was like murderers. I mean, yeah, it was a lot of fun.
1: But that also so, means that that improves your jiu-jitsu probably at a, yes. a rate that's super accelerated because you're not going to see competition like that many places no like to get that sort of insight has to be so cool and at what point are you recognizing that you're training not just with your average ordinary gym <laughs> or just oh yeah i trained with a guy named brian he's okay
3: i mean listen, I, i've been i've been really lucky uh obviously I, when i started different kimono company um <laughs> now you guys are really gonna think i'm telling you stories but He's <laughs> making stuff up, but <laughs> so when I opened up the company, uh, I had a bunch of my friends say, "Hey, why don't you you, you should start making custom geese?" So that's kind of what people really know us for right now. We make a lot of custom geese, and uh, I had to go up to um, one of our duty stations up in Fort Worth. So oh, I need to go train when I'm not doing anything, All right? So who's up in Fort Worth? Some guy in Travis, Guys, that kind of <laughs> travis yeah. that's so, awesome so travis said <laughs> so travis said why don't you make me some custom geese he he got some some geese from from uh he got some geese from another company obviously i won't mention their name and yeah. they shrunk up really bad um and so i started making custom geese for travis and it was it was on from there were you making
0: um, your own geese at that point like had you already made one for yourself
3: yeah, yeah. yeah we we had we had started the company uh we had started the company and uh um you know i said yeah it'd it'd be an honor to make geese for you and travis is a really 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 nice guy uh really nice family um we're just a a really really nice guy um uh and uh that's really really what started us on the custom geese and, and um and we kept going from there and we Every year, we improved our geese, made things better. And uh, <clears throat> so.
1: Through some funky color. Here we go <laughs> like, again. I guess not funky, yeah. but some Here nice Uh-oh. design. Uh-oh, Kev, Kev he's, on, he's on a roll. He's going somewhere else now.
3: Yeah, it gets worse from
0: there. He's about Uh-oh. to name Uh-oh. drop. Yep, he's another like, yep. And okay. Then I needed uh, a, to get my confidence in salesmanship, <laughs> and Hulk Hogan walked through the door. And it was mm-hmm. like, oh, great.
1: Oh, great. I he had the Queen Hulk of England Hogan. who was like, oh my goodness, is that a gi? Oh my goodness. You know I,
3: I don't know Hulk Hogan, but I <laughs> did go to college with D.Lo Brown.
1: So, anyway, the University
3: Wait, of Rainbow. No,
1: no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on. I'm going to stop you here. As a giant pro wrestling nerd, you went to school with D.Lo Brown?
3: Yeah, his real name is AC, believe it or not.
1: I, I do <laughs> know that much. As, again, as a pro wrestling nerd, I know that much. Um, what yeah, was he like we, then?
3: We went to the University. Uh, real normal dude, real nice guy, funny. Um, uh, um,
1: yeah. Did he ever uh, attempt to frog splash could. you off a top rope? He, he, he did not frog splash me. Um, thank God I was uh, that really
3: would have been bad. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, so he went to Percy Maine as to die.
1: That's awesome.
3: And, uh, and my brother. and, uh, yeah, so I, I didn't know Hulk Hogan, but, uh, Anyway, uh, so then I met, uh, I was training, um, again, in the military, we move a lot. Uh, and I met, became friends with over the last forever years, another guy named Ricardo Cavalcanti, who is Mm -hmm. uh, Ricardo Mm Cavalcanti, fifth degree black belt on Carlson Gracie. And that is who I uh, received my brown belt under, is, uh, um, Marcella Alcatara to uh to Carl and, and uh I'm a am a association brown belt to this day. And uh
2: yeah,
1: I'm spoiled. All right, I'm spoiled. That's good stuff. And you're it's fine. And you know what, we've given you the amount the proper amount of shit I think you deserve for yeah. having a wonderful no, just, and beautiful story.
3: Yeah, and here's the thing. You guys gotta realize this. If you keep giving me shit, remember. I've gone on deployments. 99% of deployments is talking shit to people. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm pretty sure that, if anything, you're probably could, like... It could turn out bad. Me. It could turn out bad
2: from here. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I just like the idea that you're like, this actually makes me feel more at home. Thanks, you guys. I really yeah. was hoping you yeah. would talk crash um, to me.
3: I didn't even realize you were, but since you thought you were, let's, let's uh,
1: carry on. Yeah. We're easy. We're <laughs> easy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah you'll you'll make your way through us quite nicely um so okay so i have a couple questions because you mentioned making your own geese and obviously there's mm-hmm. a pinpoint where you want to start doing it this is a question i have for everybody who makes their own geese which is at what point are you wearing your own ghee, and are you telling people like oh this ghee? oh i just i made it myself because i feel you're so- your first test subject right um, yeah, you know what, there's, there's some pretty
3: cool stuff that went into that too. So, um, my, my parents used to own a, uh, clothing factory, uh, in Massachusetts, uh, called Beverly Rose Sportswear, which happens to be my mother's name. So, um, um, so of course, just like all clothing factories in the United States, uh, unfortunately we were in our business, but. As a kid, uh, my dad was smart. He gave me a, gave me a trade, taught me how to make patterns and cut patterns. And, uh, so I was, I was lucky. Uh, so I always thought even when I was doing jujitsu that my God, keys are so expensive. <laughs> so, uh, my, my, my favorite ghee uh, at the time, uh, was very, very expensive, over $200. Um, but it was the key that fit me well. Like, like I said, I, I, I played football all my life. So I'm not, I'm a muscular
1: dude, so uh, I needed a <laughs> gi that would be would my Just on top of being yeah, an I
0: elite jujitsu player and an
1: officer. I'm also – you know, I used what to play football. On. Yeah, for real. Kevin, I have to really stop you here because I Just, love the uh, idea. Of, uh, Kev, do you ever have that problem when your muscles make it so hard that you can't put a gi on? <laughs> oh, of course. Especially <laughs> – all the time. God, it's like oh, I wish it would fit me, but oh, it's so ooh, i bet even flexing, and it's just oh, it's tough. I it's mean, tough obviously, life.
0: it fits my waist because
1: that's mm-hmm. tiny, but I, yeah, it's just these
0: pythons I, attached to my shoulders. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I
3: didn't say I was Arnold. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say I didn't say I was Arnold Big, but you know, I like I said, I played college
0: football, mm-hmm.
3: uh, and, and you know. It must it, be so it, it was, fun
0: to roll with. Oh, my yeah, God. I can yeah. already feel the, yeah. the you know pressure. What? Just... You know,
3: I'm going to tell you something about guys who, uh, okay, so so you guys know, I've been in Navy for almost 20 years. so I'm 41 years old, so I'm not mm-hmm. a spring chicken, right? So, uh, and I started Jiu-Jitsu late, uh, late in my, uh, later than most people, of course, or most people these days. So, one of the most annoying things in the world is when, when you're rolling with somebody and they're just like, oh, my God, you're so strong. The only reason why that works was because you're so strong. And I'm like, really? Are you sure about that? Because it was basic jiu-jitsu. Like it was a sit-up sweep.
2: <laughs> <laughs> really? Well, you're Come you're on, speaking guys. in a
1: language <laughs> Kevin and I <laughs> don't really understand because uh, no person has ever been like, wow, Raph, that was all strength. Congratulations. <laughs> you were amazing yeah. at what you were doing. I get a lot of like – Oh, yeah, That you really had to work hard for that. Like, <laughs> you had to use all of your experience, and then I'm, like, dead tired, just been like, yes, it took everything out of me. We're still going? No, we're not. I'm tired.
2: No.
3: Yeah, well, you, and, and I say this, right? Mm-hmm. I personally, I believe uh, our head jiu-jitsu coach, like I told you guys, his name is uh, Jean Balua Carreña. He's a head jiu-jitsu coach at this school that I, I have known uh, and he's 145 pounds on a good day with rocks in his pockets. <laughs> and I'm pretty certain that he's the strongest human being on the earth. <laughs> you know, like that dude, that dude makes me feel bad days. You know, I'm uh, on your he, website. He is
0: so... And mm-hmm. his smile looks a little too pleasant. So I believe you. <laughs> like it has Yeah. A...
3: Yeah. Don't let him, don't, don't let him fool you by that smile. He's evil. Yeah. There is evil in that man. There is evil. Okay. <laughs> okay. evil in that man. Okay. Okay. There is evil in that man. There is evil footlocks. There is evil chokes. There is evil in that man. It's 145 pounds of evil. Is it me or do BJJ
0: that. black belts just perpetually get smaller? Like yeah. by the time they're in their 40s and 50s, they're just these 150 pound machines.
1: Yeah. Yeah. At a certain He's point, a they just—it doesn't even matter, Kev. They're all sizes. Like 100. they. Hoger Gracie goes from six five to five eight in the next
0: <laughs>
2: ten years. Yeah. He's a, he's a,
1: okay, okay. So you he's, he's a, yeah. you get to the point now where uh you know you've got a great g line coming through. Uh one of the things that I thought that was really funny no, as we were talking with people and you were uh, – the first thing you mentioned to me was the Gi stuff and I like giving you a hard time about that and joking with you. Yeah. And when you put the challenge out there to me to put 10 mentions in, I was like, this is an intriguing bet and if this was something yeah. I was producing, you better believe I would have given you 120 mentions and been like, I believe I'm owed 12 geese." But the one <laughs> that really spoke to me – and this is I think a testament and we did mention by it By on the way, Earth.
3: you failed by the way. You didn't get the 10.
1: But Go ahead. First of all, don't tell me I failed. I didn't fail nothing. You failed as an owner to get me to make 10 mentions. I gave you four mentions and I was quite good at them. But I will tell you you this.
2: You
1: you did a good job. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I needed that. Uh, The one note that I got on here that uh, was really, really, I think, a testament to your brand. And I want to ask you a little bit about this, which will segue a little bit into more of the production side of what you do. Uh, Matthew Hernandez hashtags in and says, uh, hashtag ADGS2015, throw out the plugs for that DFKC gi. Best gi I've ever worn, eight plugs away from gi heaven. Now, I think that's a good market for you. (laughs) I didn't even pay him. That's good stuff. I know. And that's why I'm looking at Matthew being like, you're an idiot. You didn't get anything from that. Uh, But what I'm saying to you is, I think it's a good connection because you're very plugged in. So you yourself are the person who's, responding to the people when they're emailing or interacting even with us when we were doing commentary correct sure sure okay great why is that what you're doing why can't you just hire someone else to pretend to be you because that's what i would do if i were you i'd be like yeah sure this is raf talking to you internet guy what did i say to that guy oh is it (laughs) the internet guy honest
3: honestly you know what um I think that for a geek company so to survive, you have to listen to the people, right? And the best way to listen to people is, is doing it yourself. Yeah. So, um, like, I, I think I mentioned to you guys that we have 47 different sizes, right? Yeah. So the reason why we have so many different sizes, is because there's so like a one through 5 doesn't fit every person on the earth. Right. Yeah. So when I listen to people, right? So our newest size, is called the F4MF, right? So that's a lot of numbers. It's a lot of this. But it all makes sense to us because it, it, there, it, the F is a, one of our female geese, right? So we, we realize that we were kind of missing um, a height and weight class um, with some of our geese. And, and that's how we end up making our geese because I listen to people. So somebody says, you know what? I like this and I don't like this, but my legs are this size, my body is this size. And I hear three or four other people tell us the same thing about our geese. And I say, huh, you know what? Three, four, five, ten other people tell us, you know what? Maybe we need to make a size that fits them. Because uh, just like jujitsu is for every person that's out there, every person that's out there doesn't have the same body type. So for me, I feel like it's my mission to make a gi that they can get right off the shelf that fits every person out there. So what better way to do that than have the guy who owns the company, the guy who makes all the patterns, listen to the people directly. So if me. I
0: could get like an A4 donut inspired gi just to fit that particular lifestyle.
3: Yeah, we already got that.
0: 48. Oh, that's part of the 47. Raf. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i might have found got Then okay, <laughs> yeah, i'll you. definitely take that one
3: <laughs> no i like it how do you break it up it,
0: within what does ms stand for for example
3: so okay so now you guys are going to laugh at me again because i'm going to start i'm going <laughs> to drop another name on you mm-hmm. <laughs> so 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 our graphic artist that we use i won't say completely excuse, exclusively but i think he's the best graphic artist on the planet his name is Guto Braga from BJJGraphics.com. Notice how I just see how I did that. That was nice. See how yes, I did that. That's flawless. I All gave that. him some love. Mm-hmm. So, so Guto, Guto is a very good friend of ours. We became friends over the years. Quick, kind of thing about how I became friends with Guto. When I started the company, I asked a friend of mine to make a original logo for our for our company, and it and it turned out that the logo that he made for us was clip art, and I lost my mind. <laughs> Oh no. And I got <laughs> really, you know, but whatever. I mean, people do whatever they do. Uh I'm not mad at the guy for anything, but I wanted original artwork. Uh and so I, I contacted Guto and I said, Hey, I I need original artwork. He told me what the price was and I was like, ah, I just started this company, it's a lot of money, but yeah, you know, but whatever. I put the money into it and uh he made me the the, the FKC that you guys see out there.
0: He used paint this time uh, or Used... No, he's
3: a he's a graphic artist. He uses uh, he's a graphic artist, but he's he, real he, stuff. Don't be he's Illustrator, stuff. I believe. I mean, the guy's incredible. Uh, the guy's he's he's incredible. If you're on your computer, look up bjjgraphics.com and look at his before and after logos that he did for people, and you'll see how incredible he is. But uh, so Guto happens to be a black belt under a guy named Daniel Gracie. So, so, uh, Daniel, you know, Daniel's about six feet tall, but Daniel's a, he's a muscular dude. I mean, Daniel's really muscular. So it turned out that the, the A4 was a good fit for him, but it was too long. Right. So I needed to make a gi that was about the height for a guy who's an A3, but he needed an A4, A4, you know, kind of body. So I came up with the M size, which stood for muscular, because Daniel's a, a muscular dude. <clears throat> uh, and so Daniel ended up with the A3MD. So M stands for muscular or manly, whatever you want. So it will go nice back or middle, whatever you want. And uh, or you know, really, it's kind of turned into the middle size uh, because we make an M for the women too. So manly for women wouldn't make any sense.
1: So, but muscular you know. seems to be nice And that seems to be a recurring yeah, theme It's like you're only friends with people who have great muscles We get it, I understand Yeah, we understand.
3: Dan, Daniel liked the muscular, he's like Oh, it's good, he got him <laughs> So, it's
2: <laughs> <so, laughs> good stuff
3: So, and, and Daniel's he, You know, he, uh, Daniel's a, a really Really, uh, he's a good dude too. Um Don't get on his bad side, but thankfully I've never done that, but he's he's a good dude um, And uh, so Yeah, so we came up with the M size because I mean, how many times have you heard a guy say, "Well, I need an A four top, but I need A three pants." You yeah, know, me. That's so, me. yeah. Me. So, so why why should why should you have to buy two geese when you can just buy that key off the shelf? Yeah, you know. So, if you're an A four top and A three pants, you're an A three M in my geese. Trust me. Nice. Trust me. So, Trust me. <laughs> so that's kind of yeah, that's what I do. And even we have long and shorts for that too. So if you're under six feet tall then you need the the short type. If you're over six feet tall, it's the regular uh, A3M. So so that's kind of how it works. I mean, we, we, we thought about it, and I was like, everybody. I, I've had people uh, call me and say, I've never had a gi that's fit me out of the package before. Uh, and then they buy all the colors that we pick.
0: You go white, okay, blue, black?
3: And navy. Ooh. Yeah,
0: you maybe. hear how he said it too? And yes, it was, <laughs> yes, of course, Kev. Sound sounded like
1: got NPR-ish.
0: It's very. Ooh. Clear. Ooh. I, loved it.
1: I guess the the hard maybe. part for me is is like on paper, Kevin and I are the same gee sides, though. I mean, we should. <laughs> right. so, 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 me me me.
3: so what? And and so now, all your podcasters can know. You know, listeners can know. Well, what's your high point? I mean, they know. <laughs> it's okay. Kevin, it's okay. Kevin it's okay. you can Just
0: go first. Yeah, no, i yeah, uh, got six foot one ninety five.
3: Okay, so six foot one ninety-five. So um you kind of have a choice here. It depends on how you want your gi to fit you. Right? So when I have people who are kind of in that middle zone, what I always tell people to do, I I, I tell them this. Because people, I always tell people, contact me if you have any questions about where you should be. Um, I say, um, send me a picture of yourself in regular clothes. Hell, oh, damn!
0: A, I agree to yeah, happen. I want
3: that. you. I seriously want you in clothes. Thank you. Okay. And then, and then, <laughs> good, good, good. Yeah, oh, yeah, please. And then I say, I say, uh, I say, you know, and also send me a picture of yourself in the gear that you believe fits you the best. Because when somebody tells me sends me a picture of the gi that fits them the best, I can tell them, Okay, you like to wear your gi that way, this gi is gonna be a benefit for you. And also, one thing that I've learned about dudes, they always think they're at least an inch to an inch and a half taller than they really are. So you're five eleven, to tell the truth. So I'm just with you. So but guys always think they're taller than they are and women always think that they're heavier than they are. It's just I don't know. I found that over
0: time. I had surgery so, eight days ago. Mm-hmm. You're welcome to take right. your opinion <laughs> or the hospitals. So what What's are you? That? Are you six feet? I'm six foot. I am six. Okay. I'm six foot and just a little quarter. No,
3: I'm, I'm giving you a hard time again because that's what we do.
0: <laughs> so anyway, I don't want uh, bad uh, information. You've crossed into a very dangerous. <laughs> it's like I'm listening. <laughs> you have my full no. attention right now.
3: So, so here's the thing. The one at 6'195", the gear that's actually going to fit you longest and you're the best, what I found on guys who are 6'195", is the A2 Long. Interesting. I know. I know mm. what you're thinking. A2, there's no way I've ever fit an A2. But mm. the A2 Long is going to be a good fit for you.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, you're you have obviously diagnosed in the sense of the two problems I always have with geese are either the pants are huge,
2: mm-hmm.
0: or the chest starts to rise up and the sleeves get a little short. So, I've yep. always gone a little bit yep. bigger and then shrunk down. Mm-hmm. So now I'm a little bigger, especially like
3: my Vulcan geese, pretty big. Yeah. So one of the hardest things you'll ever try to do is, is shrink one of our geese. Um, so what we do is, is we pre-shrink our geese twice. So we pre-shrink the geese, uh, the material. Then we cut the material and we shrink it again. That's awesome. And then we put the geese together.
1: So it's almost like by so, the time you get it, you've already had those pre-shrunk, uh, moments, thus yeah, pre-shrunk. I mean, but yeah, but some I people mean, promise and that and the then thing. they don't necessarily have that happen. Speaking from experience.
3: And I tell people, all, I, I tell people all the time,
1: um, um we pre shrink our
3: geese twice. So if 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 you wash the geese and you turn your washer to hot and then you set the dryer to hell, they're a hundred percent cotton. They're gonna shrink <laughs> just like your geese will shrink. Yeah, you know? Um, no nobody's perfect, but we try to do our best. It, it's, sure. it's pretty pretty difficult to try to shrink one of our
2: geese. So
1: I guess the reason why we're, we're having this nice discussion about geese is I have one gee and I like to call it uh, my free spider grip to my training partner gee, And uh, I, I wear it when I hate myself. I wear it because I go, man, I just really want to make the day more challenging for myself. And uh, Thursday was one of those days. I put this. Uh, it's a gray gee on and it fits me a little bit big. And I was like, well, let's see how I'm training today. And I swear to God. The day I've looked at it, everybody looks and they go, "He's wearing it." <sighs> everybody look at it. He's wearing it. Guys, just grab all of the grip you need. You're going to be fine today. And I was like, "Uh oh, I'm in for, I'm in for a day." But I like that. That's that's where I am sometimes. I, I make my bed and I I live in it and I eat in it. But you know, <laughs> it's what you do sometimes. You take the good with the bad.
3: Oh, well, Ricardo. Yeah, and like I said, yeah. yeah no, like... go ahead. No, I mean, it's it's kind of interesting because, and it's also, uh, everybody wears their gear just a little bit differently, right? Yeah. Everybody likes a little bit of a different fit, like, uh, you know, some guys love to wear their pants all the way up to their calves, some guys like longer, yeah. some guys like their sleeves up to their elbows, blah, 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 but... Usually, if I spend a few minutes talking to somebody, getting a couple pictures, and I see how they want their gi to fit, I can tell them that this is going to be the gi that, that I I believe will fit you better than, than any of the other geese.
0: And if I may be so bold, I don't mm-hmm. know why I preface with that. Mm-hmm. I've seen your No, gis. it sounded very regal. Sounded very regal. <laughs> <Go ahead. laughs>
1: That's the first time anybody's called Kevin Regal on the podcast. In a while. It's yeah. No, ever.
0: Ah, reg- regal Kevin it's they're beautiful geese like your colors pop so you have really good vibrant simple colors like it's not a nauseating gee by any means but it's got a good thin line of color which i really like yeah. i'm definitely in on yeah this
3: we, we we actually uh every year we change our colors so every year we come out with a new color scheme that's um, awesome so and then we do we do limited edition gis throughout the year. So the 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 black and gold was a limited edition gi that we did this year and then we just did the new Art Suave Gee. Um which is incredible. Um that's truthfully it's my it's a it's a masterpiece to be honest with you. I mean I really, really love that gi. Well wow. we did some pretty cool stuff where we superimposed the Brazilian flag over our logos. Uh, with a really nice rash gun on the inside. It's just it's just really, really, really has so much nice color, but it's not too over-the-top where it's like, oh, my God. Uh, it's ridiculous. But so um, we're pretty proud of that one.
1: So let me ask you this. I, I got two major mm-hmm. big questions that I think are always indicative of what your Gi brand or your – not just your Gi brand, but your whole company brand is like. Uh, when you are looking for stuff, uh, like who are you looking for in a sponsorship? Because there's been a lot of people who are athletes and competitors who are always like, I just want someone to sponsor me. And they just expect, like, you fall into their laps. What is it that so, you are looking you know, for for a sponsored kind of uh, athlete when it comes to competition or just anything like that?
3: You know, I think it's, it's, it's cool that you guys ask me that question. And I, I kind of put this out to people all the time. So I, I personally respond to every request, request for sponsorship, uh, which also tells you guys that I don't sleep very often, but I personally read every request for sponsorship that we get. Um, And I, I respond to every request. It may not be right away, but I I respond to every request. So I have a couple of, a couple of rules that I go by. Um, When we sponsor people, uh, we sponsor people we don't sponsor champions right so what i mean by that is there's so many tournaments out there that everybody's a champion of something these days right if you think about it there's there's a million tournaments uh in the united states and everybody's the champion of this and everybody's the champion of that so what i have to do is i have to really pay attention to what people are writing me um and i want to know that we're sponsoring um uh, a person who is a a good person uh, somebody who works hard, uh, somebody who's more than just just a jiu-jitsu athlete. So, if you look at our sponsored athletes, we so take somebody like uh, Lana Hunter. So, Lana Hunter, she is our very, very first sponsored athlete. Um, so that means that she's been with us for five years. So she is a she's actually a
1: uh,
3: she's actually a doctor. Right? She's a psychiatrist or a psychologist. Sorry.
1: So. Yeah. Same um, thing
3: yeah well one can give you medicine one can't give you medicine one can talk about medicine and one can give you medicine i
1: mean the one that i know <laughs> definitely gives me both so it's no big deal <laughs>
3: yeah. there you go but i mean she's also she's also more than just a jiu-jitsu athlete i met her watched her compete a thousand times in Northern texas really really tough competitor but she's more than just a competitor right she she does a lot for women's jiu-jitsu she teaches jiu-jitsu classes she's She's a proponent of, of people getting into jiu-jitsu, whether they're men or women. Uh, and she's really, really a, a big part of the community, right? So she actually helped us develop our, our women's our women's keys. right? So um, you take another guy that we sponsor, another guy you guys might have heard of. His name is George
2: Gagell. Mm. UFC,
3: fought in UFC a gajillion times, Rich Franklin's coach. Uh, runs George Giselle uh, Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, uh, Mixed Martial Arts out in Ohio. Uh, we sponsor George. George is, is an incredible dude. Just a really, really incredible dude. And in, in quite possibly the best seminar you guys could ever attend. If you ever hear that there's a George Giselle seminar coming up, first off, be ready for some little bit of craziness. It's going <laughs> <intense. laughs> to be a little intense. It's going to be a little intense. You know, uh, bring the plugs for the kids, but it's oh, okay. it's going to be intense. It is, and and you're going to learn some serious, some serious jiu-jitsu. Sure. Uh, and George is one of the most most respectful people you'll ever meet. Uh, when you hear him talking about his jiu-jitsu association, his relationship with Edzo Gracie, he's just a he's an incredible dude, right? So I mean, it, 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 our our sponsored athletes are all really, really incredible people. I mean, I can sit here and go through the list the list of people that we sponsor, um, and some of these people you, you you probably never even heard of, but these these they're 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 good people, right? And they're average people for the most part, kind of like me and you. Um, you know, they've done some good things in in tournaments, but they do more than just jujitsu tournaments. You know, they teach. Uh, They mentor, they're they're positive people in the society. Uh, So, you know, they're they're good people. So one of the other prerequisites that I have is if you want sponsorship from us, you you probably should own a gear from us or something from us. Because if I'm going to sponsor you, I want you to be able to tell everybody that you love our gear. So if you're just asking for sponsorship, so you get a bunch of gear, well how are you going to tell anybody that our gear is really that good? I I want people to be honest with people. So if you own our gear and you love our gear, that that's,
1: you know, kind of a prerequisite with us. Well, if you're
3: just looking for free gear, you get that from
1: anybody. uh, Well, I find all of these things. Great. Um, I think the, where we left off was I gave you four mentions. So I guess what I'm asking you here is what is it that I need to do? Because I look at this, and I was looking at your prerequisites, and I wrote down some notes, one of which, uh, average person, check plus, no problem there. Yeah. Uh, do good things. Ooh, okay, that one's a little rough. Uh, not, not so good there. I was
0: pretty nervous uh, about that quality, too, Raph. When he, he was starting to talk about the quality, where I was like, I get it. I'm out. We
2: <laughs>
1: passed it. Uh, something for society. Um, I mean, I, I take care of Kevin. And I feel like that gives back to the community.
3: Honestly, that sounds like a full-time job. Jesus Christ, you have
1: no idea. So (laughs) I would say this. You put a challenge out there to me, and Mm -hmm. let's see if we can make something happen because I like you. I like your gear. I feel like you put a challenge out to me that I was not in a great place because I had Budo videos with me. And I feel if it was like mm-hmm. one of my own shows, I would have been like, oh, yeah, we would have mentioned this. This is no problem. But when yeah. you go back and as I've seen now, they basically I mean, uh, some of those matches down to like six minute clips of just the individual matches themselves. And I started realizing I was like, oh, shit. What if they take one of those those matches from that 10 hours of commentary and literally just put it up? And you hear me going like, hey, give me a key. anybody like, Deferma's great, aren't they? Deferma, the my like, life. Oh, God. <laughs> For the love of God. Please let that not happen. Anyway, that's my 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 challenge back to you.
3: Well, wait. There's another prerequisite.
2: Mm.
1: So every time somebody sent, and here's how,
3: and, and this is pretty funny. I always tell people, I want you to send me pictures in my gear. I actually yeah. had a guy put on a women's gear, <laughs> put on a women's gear, and send me pictures. It was it was pretty funny. I was like, that's I'm closer to Kevin's sensibility,
1: but you know, uh, yeah, that's like more what he does. Just. In regular life, so you may have a, a hit there, but go on. Uh,
0: you know, Especially your uh, no gee you women's will. gear is, is
1: hot. <laughs> I'm just saying, <laughs> but,
3: but it was pretty funny, uh, and, I, and it was pretty funny that I got that preaching. Uh, but no, and then I ask, and here's another thing that we ask all of our athletes to do: we like to have our athletes put themselves out there and teach a uh, move of the week. Um, yeah, part of their part of their Sponsorship is that that's something that they have to do. It's like giving um, back to the community. No, no, no. I have them film a video in our gear teaching something because if you're going to represent our company, you have to be able to, you know, speak to people, right? So, what's teaching more than speaking? So, mm. we have people teach a move of the week. Uh, sounds tough now, right? So, here's I think what you I'm guys got say. the speaking part down, right?
1: Yeah, here's what I'm going to say to you. Um, what if you have no moves? Because... Uh that's the part I'm looking at here. Now
2: wait a minute. Wait a minute. Yeah, What's
1: your belt level? I'm a uh blue. Okay, you don't know how to tap. So there you go. Oh, okay, so teach a To be <laughs> yeah. very, very blunt, uh that was something that we had joked about uh when I was like the I think we went to a jiu expo and you saw all these people go doing like these great seminars and they're teaching these things and I go like somebody's like, Raph, why don't you get a seminar together? And I was like, I probably could get people. And I think I could have a really good seminar on how to tap out from multiple places.
0: Wow,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Here's how to see the tap coming from half guard. Uh, sometimes you yeah. could really miss it.
1: but Yeah, here's the thing, guys. I know you're going to want to fight out of this triangle. And I think there's a way out. I don't know what it is, but I just tap. Because <laughs> then you get to start yeah. over. So really think uh, I, about that.
3: Yeah. I remember talking to you when we are we're training
1: uh, with, with
3: Salo, and um, uh, I can't remember whether it was just a class or whatever. It was a seminar. I, I don't remember. So somebody, you know, Salo was taking question and answers, and somebody said, Salo, h- how do you get out of a really, really, really tight triangle? He says, you tap. You tap. <laughs> That's what you do. You tap. <laughs> it's like, don't get into it. <laughs> you
1: know, <laughs> you tap. Is it tight? Don't go to sleep,
3: stupid. Tap. <laughs> we were just starting to watch
1: the uh the Anthony Bourdain episode, and I think it was my wife's first introduction to Kurt osiander And hearing him be like, You fucked up a long time ago was like <laughs> her looking at me and being like, You said this guy's great, huh? And I was like, This is why and she goes, I see it. Okay, good. Yeah, I mean,
3: I mean, it, it, there's a lot of things. I mean,
1: we're we're also pretty spoiled.
3: Also, obviously, Master Ricardo Cavalcanti, he makes, uh, you know, he makes move of the week for us all the time. Uh, he's forgotten more jujitsu than I'll ever know, uh, <laughs> and uh, I, I guarantee you it is. And so he he he, you know, his moves of the weeks are, are incredible. I mean, you could, I mean. The school just watched all of his moves of the weeks so they could plan their curriculum for the next ten years and uh, be fine with it. So,
1: well, I like I like the idea for your challenge. So, yeah. I may there I may have, have an idea of what to do. There you go. Okay. You go. All right, we'll go from there. there uh, well, uh, here's the thing. Uh, I think that your your brand is cool. I think what you're doing is cool. I think it's very hard. One thing to have a company that does geese, but to do customized geese is like adding an extra ooh, that's difficult to do uh, to the kind of thing that you are providing. But I like the fact that you're connected with the community and that you're basically trying to give options to those people who normally don't have geese, I guess, in their size because that's a huge problem. Even on Kevin and I's end, how many times are we talking, Kevin, between the two of us of like – like, basically, like, little schoolgirls of, like, oh, Kev, isn't, like, this a to the worst? Oh, oh like a lot. I've, it's more... The
0: podcast listener is probably, like... I mean, they talk about it on air a lot. It's like, that's one-tenth yeah. of how much we probably really talk about it. Fact. It's a lot.
3: Well, custom geese... I mean, <clears throat> so, like, when I say we make custom geese, obviously, they're customized for, for academies and schools. But... I, I, if there's somebody really out there who's tried every other gi out there in the world and it just does not fit them, yeah, um, I figure something out for them. Because I, I just think everybody, if they're going to train jiu-jitsu, I owe it to jujitsu, uh, I owe it to every jiu-jitsu academy out there to make sure that everybody has a gi that fits. Now, I haven't quite got to every jiu-jitsu academy, but but, but I, I try my hardest. So, um, but... You know, we we like I said, we listen to people, and that's why we have so many sides.
0: That's badass. Now I want to talk about the. Uh, where do your nogi
3: designs come from?
0: Where's where's nogi?
3: Um, they come from a really, really deep, dark place called my <laughs> mind. Uh, <laughs> so, so. So we, we've we've kind of been lucky. Um, we we work with a number of artists, but like I said before, uh, Guto from BJJ Graphics is uh, one of my favorite artists to work with. He's just he's really a jiu-jitsu genius uh, when it comes to design. Uh, he's a he's a he's he's the red belt of jujitsu design. Um, um, Love you, no really Just a, yeah. Thank you. You know he's awesome. It.
0: I'm also a big fan yeah. of the spats. I'm a spats wearer.
3: Yeah. Man, you guys, if you guys have never tried our spats before, um, like <clears throat> anything we do, we try to go over and above, right? Mm-hmm. So so the fabric that we make our gi with is that's kind of, I have a textile myself.
2: Hmm. So,
3: um, and then like I go over and above with our spats. So our spats have like uh, our spats, we don't just make a one size fits all. Uh, we have spats that are made for kids. We have spats that are made for women and we have spats that are made for men. So our men's bats have like a, we have a built-in a built-in uh, athletics supporter. Mm. Um, you know, we obviously they're they're made a little much differently for for men than they are for women. So we even have like a little piece of little piece of nice little like um, like a little piece of rubber at the ankle so that they stay down and don't ride up. Um, you know, it's
1: just and the fabric itself is just really really nice. I
2: think so that's for pretty guys cool. Who really
1: like that. Yeah. But here's my thing, okay. Because uh, nah. Kevin is a believer of the spats. I have never worn them. And mm-hmm. this has been a, a very contested uh, debate between the two of us. Uh, mostly because I'm just like, it just seems like it's extra work. I'm like, I just, meh. like I've never needed, I felt, uh, to actually put on spats. So as, as somebody who is selling them, what is the appeal? What's the point of wearing them?
3: Um, I'll tell you this, uh, we make spats, uh, because people ask for them. Okay. Well, there you have it. So, so, but there's, there's more than it. I mean, obviously we, we took a while to come up with our spats, just like, just like all of our geese, they go through a test group. Right. So just like when we made our women's geese, uh, Lana helped us find, she helped us find, um, a bunch of women of different sizes. And I kept making geese until I figured out the pattern that worked right. And mm-hmm. made sure that they were legal for competition. So that was really a big thing for us. So make sure that they fit, make sure that they're comfortable. Um, you know, we, we'd like to try to fit 95% of the people. There's always going to be 5% where we, we just were off the mark yeah. um, because of whatever. Uh, but so with our spats, people kept asking us, how can we all come off spats? How can you all come off spats? Because, I did not want to just say, okay, here's a one size fits all, you know, you know, small, medium, extra large, and that fits everybody. For us, we had to make sure that if we're going to do it, we need to make some that fit women, some that fit men, some that fit yeah. kids. So, um, the appeal of spats, I think, for some people, honestly, is just feel sexy. I don't know. I, I you know,
2: I think they just like because.
3: I'm going to put this out there. My professor, Jean Dalua likes to wear spats, sometimes likes to walk around with spats, no shorts them. which, whatever. Sure. I don't know what he's trying to tell people. Sure. But, whatever. Uh, yeah, I just I let it ride. You know, I let him do what he <laughs> wants to do because, you know, what can I tell him?
1: Well, he can't get but, in the way uh, of genius is the problem. <laughs> yeah, <laughs>
3: yeah. Yeah, genius, if that's what you want to call it. Mm-hmm. So, Absolutely. Uh, <laughs> you know, but, you know, the thing was for me is I'm a designer, right? I know how to design clothes. I make sure that things fit people the right way uh, or at least the best that I can that I can do. And uh, so that was why we, we came out with them. People kept asking us for them. I hate these bats. I hate those bats. And I listened to what people said. Guys said they wanted a built-in athletic supporter. Women wanted to make sure that when they bent over, their butt crack wasn't showing. Right there. So, yeah, Can you know, I echo that kills. for the
0: men's. Just as someone with, uh...
3: yeah, we have that too. Uh, cool. We call them plumber-proof. Yeah, plumber-proof spats. <laughs> plumber-proof yeah. is the best. <laughs> well, yeah, I'm back
0: January, different. and uh, my next round of stuff will be some some nogi year. So I'll keep an eye yeah. out. Yeah, I'm liking you this. Check out the. Uh, I'm a big fan that? of the, uh, in any event, I'm going to explain a little bit about it. You know, the difference between wearing long sleeves and full sleeve rash guards. And which,
3: that, which you
0: get? that feels like the difference to me when I put spats on
2: Okay. All right. I feel
1: versus yeah, that's, Kevin does a much worse job trying to convince me here, I think I than any other the... person, Plus, no, you, you do look cool. Like you just look like, you're ready to pull guard. Honestly, Kev, when he explained you You're feel bruises. sexier, I feel like that was a more honest version of what you probably feel inside of your head, if I'm being 100% honest here. I guess I, I kind I heard of a, have.
3: I heard a giggle when I said it. I heard a giggle when he said it. And that silent giggle said, he knows me. He knows me. <laughs> He's Get speaking. out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> he knows me. He
0: knows oh. me. And no. they are uh, yeah, I, IBJJF approved. So,
3: just so we have an IBJJF approved one. So mm-hmm. here's so. the thing with spats for IBJJF. For and, and I'm I always I drive those guys at the IBJJF nuts, but I think it's important for me to do that for our customers. Mm-hmm. You can wear spats as long as you have shorts over them if you're a man. Mm.
2: Right.
3: Yeah. So there can be no logos
1: below the thigh uh, on the spats. So Hold I on. can look at huh? why can you have no logos below the thigh? I mean you I'm can path. have
0: tattoos,
3: ref.
1: Yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna you want me to answer your question?
3: Yeah, I do. Cause them's the rules.
1: No, what the <laughs> fuck is that?
3: Hey, 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 don't get in trouble with those guys. I respect them. That's their <laughs> no, tournament. You- That's how they do it. God, yeah. no, you protect so your business. Be- you
1: do what you need to do. I need to go off on a rant here because What the fuck is that? What the fuck does it matter if I have anything below my thigh? And second of all, why is it up to my thigh? What's the problem with my thigh? Are you telling me you don't want to look at what I like? This is some great shit that you're missing out on. That's prime real estate. A lot of space to write on for me. Absolutely.
3: Let me go ahead and put this out there. Mm-hmm. The opinions of this podcast are not exactly the opinions of the <laughs> <Tenshi-moto podcast.
1: laughs> if You protect your brand. I will tell you, this is the opinion of myself, Raph, Goddamn Esparza, because I am not okay with that. This is insane. It is <laughs> a <laughs> stupid rule. I'll, I'll
3: be. I, here's mm-hmm. the, so, and, and here's the thing that it happens with. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing with uh, with these, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you can't have logos covering your. Covering your knees, so forth and so on, uh, you can have a uh, you can have a brand logo, six inches above the seam of the pants,
2: mm-hmm. but
3: nothing else. Right. So those are their rules. And- God.
1: Okay. Because here's the thing: if I'm a competitor and this is my okay. source of income, I want to be decked out head you to toe, your sponsors on there, right? like a fucking race car driver. So I don't need these. <laughs> fucking people telling me what I can or cannot do because that's stealing money from the fucking athletes who could potentially put more people on their clothing and maybe I don't know make some money because if we're looking at the IBJGF you don't make too much money oh wait at all so well I, I will say
3: this and, and now I, I'm I personally obviously I own a geek company and I own a, an apparel company yep. and, and I would like to have my logos visible right so we have a we have some spats that are not some new ones coming out that are not some pretty nice colors coming up. Uh, we just actually sent them out to our our, our photographer with one of our models. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and give him a plug. APAC Media, out um, Virginia Beach, Anthony Anthony the Pac Man.
1: Uh, I feel like that counts to my yeah. ten, Kev. Don't you? Yeah, definitely. Oh okay. no, done. No. Was, you did. You literally just said I'm going to give a plug and then proceeded to do it. I mean, I'm keeping it real. So, and and keeping
3: it real didn't go wrong. You know what I mean? So, (laughs) so I got to give Anthony some love, baby. I mean, we we work with some some really good photographers, but we actually just sent something out to Anthony. So, sorry, I put that out there. But, uh, and Carl Domney. Can't forget Carl. He's great, too. Carl Domney Photography. Did I do that again? So, anyway. uh, (laughs) So... So, um so those are kind of you know not every pair of spats that you have to have have to be ibjish legal so if you look at our if you look at our um like the the bats of the bone spats those things are I mean those are incredible those were done by uh duto from bJj graphics um those things are incredible those are some of our favorite bats that we made or the first bats that uh Maggie did uh I think you guys said that you know Maggie um
2: yeah, Maggie uh, she's
0: up fierce, front of just got her brown belt, by the way. Congrats, Maggie.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm. she did. And did you notice what key she was wearing when she got her brown belt? Well, mm-hmm. She does still speak highly of your products.
0: So. Uh, cool. We love
3: Maggie. She, yeah. She's really, really a sweet person. Her son's the cutest little dude in the world, man. Yeah,
0: uh, he is. Uh, <laughs> she brought him in when he was still young. He just slept the entire jiu It was
3: like, that's impressive. Yeah. 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 Uh, that's called Benadryl. So anyway... <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> Secret to <of> the parent <laughs> pros, as they yes, yes. Secret to card tricks. So, uh, but uh, no, so she was waiting to me.
2: that way. She had But uh, um,
3: so, <clears throat> I, you know, for them, there's a certain amount of prestige that they're trying to go for. Right? They want, at some point in time, they would really like to see Jiu Jitsu recognized more as a as a more mainstream sport. Uh, and then trying to get these rules certified, so maybe at some point in time it could become an Olympic sport. Jiu-Jitsu is the fastest-growing martial art in the world right now, um, and, and the sport behind it also. Uh, as a matter of fact, one of my friends, the guy who I told you who got me into Jiu-Jitsu, um, uh, he's a judo black belt, uh, he's blue belt in Jiu-Jitsu. He just competed this weekend in the Philippines uh, in the Jiu-Jitsu tournament. You know, so jiu is growing all around the world everywhere. Um, and by the way, uh, mm. the guy who got me into jiu he's an old bastard. and He's bald uh, and he's not very good looking either. I just want to put that out there.
1: Uh <laughs> What a weird moment. Yeah, thank you for also getting people to listen to our podcast through your effective charm for all of your friends. Oh, man, I was really happy I was listening to this, and I made it all the way through until you called me bald and not good looking.
3: Yeah, well, he knows.
1: But to your credit, that's
0: uh, towards the end of this interview. So Absolutely, yeah. he's saving all of his a material for the end. That's how yeah, you know a true like, performer,
1: Kev. I'm yeah. throwing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: But I, my point, is, and again, like I said, my, my point is a little bit serious here. I mean, it's for me, Jiu-Jitsu is growing all over the place. So uh, we make, I mean, we we make custom geese for 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 schools in Australia, New Zealand, uh, Germany. I mean, it's kind of all over the place right now. So um, I think they're trying to get as much legitimacy as they can Mm -hmm. so that at some point in time uh, jiu-jitsu can be recognized just like judo is uh, and maybe become an Olympic sport, uh, which would be good for all of us no
1: matter how
3: cool we like our stuff to be.
1: Kev, i got to tell you, I feel like it's going to happen on our deathbeds. I feel like jiu-jitsu will finally make it in the Olympics right as we're about to go. And I'm going to be like, hey, nurse, can you put it on the Olympics? It (laughs) makes good. I live to, yeah. <sighs> and he's dead. That'll be, that, well, Just ask for the sponge bath first, and then you'll make it through it. <laughs> and I'm sure, yes, that's what's resuscitating <laughs> me back to life.
0: The producers yeah. of the Lifetime channel just stole that rap, so <laughs> way to go. Here goes another one. Won't yeah, be the so first I mean, time.
3: I mean, listen, and then and here's the thing I tell people, too. Mm. You know, people complain about whatever rule for whatever tournament it is. But not every tournament has those rules. You can wear whatever you want.
2: Yeah, I know.
1: Listen, you're doing the nice guy thing and I applaud you for finding the silver lining at it all. I just get really fed up because I want my athletes for this sport who I think do a great job – to just be able to make some money. And I think that's, yeah. that's important space. And maybe not the most lucrative of places to put things. But if the UFC can put Condom Depot on the back of the asses of their <laughs> fighters, I think it's a little bit reasonable to say, hey, guess what? Around this knee area, would you like to go to fucking BJJWarehouse.com? They're just being safe. No, don't. No. 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 Condom Depot? No, I will end well. this podcast right here, right now. Uh, Sorry. Right. They're reaping the knee. And we've gone. already we've
0: held Ricardo right. for a long time because, as you can no, tell, think, whatever. I've been
1: being safe with Condom Depot. Yeah. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's the double worst pun. I don't know which one I hate more. The ruler of the pun. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh god no i mean i mean it's it's all good stuff i mean yeah, of course i to be honest with you guys i mean <clears throat> like you know what's funny is this is probably the first podcast where i've talked as much about I, i've never talked as much about my geek and i end up talking about jiu-jitsu tournaments because that's what i live and breathe and i train and, and then you guys are the same way but i mean it's cool sure. to talk about my company
1: well, I, guess, I think it's I guess, important that people know about a company before they try and ever, if they are an athlete, to go out there and solicit because I see so many athletes be so clueless about it. And I think that's a hard part for them. I, I sympathize with them if they give us great jujitsu and they're really actively trying, but there are a whole bunch of people who literally just go, give me free shit. And really that's just my gig. So I don't <laughs> want them impeding on what I do. What I th-
3: let me say this about sponsorship. So I and, and and I don't mean to cut you off, but that's I okay. do. But I don't mean to cut you off. I, I, <laughs> I have a lot of friends in this industry, whether it, whether it's other Ghee companies that I'm friends with mm-hmm. uh, or, or guys like Ghee Soap or, or whatever it may be. Ghee sure. um, Soap is good. You guys need to try that stuff. But,
1: I know. They're um, on your website. and You just plug them. So that's also going to count toward my number. <laughs> but go ahead.
3: I don't know if Ghee Soap's on our website. They are. But I do I like
1: them. Was I was literally do. looking I at it. Stop trying to make it a natural integration. I, I can see right through it what i do so <laughs> but
3: I, when it comes down to it we when 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 we're we own companies right so just like anybody else i'm not going to sit here and lie to you and tell you that uh i didn't start a company to make money everybody starts a company to make money right uh, but sometimes with me it's a little bit different uh because i just i have such a i really love what we do Right. And I don't make a ton of money off of what we do. And that's what people people need to understand that. It's not it's not like I'm going in my my Rolls voice and I'm and I'm popping Chris style. Right? So um and most rappers don't even just so you know that. So um so so um you know, if I'm going to sponsor somebody, we have to know that you are going to be uh loyal to the company that you love the product and that you can do things to, because if you're sponsored the truth of the matter is what people need to understand that sponsorship is a part-time job.
2: Yeah, like your job worst. is yep. to
3: help us sell geese. And people people have this dream about sponsorship. They think you're going to get sponsored mm-hmm. and you'll be driving on, you know, you're going to be flying on the G6 going to your next tournament and they're going to yep. lay out the red carpet for you because <laughs> you're sponsored by, you know, and that's not going to happen. Yep. Right? That's not going to happen. So, I mean, I I won a lot of tournaments. When I was a young guy, I never asked anybody for for sponsorship. Um, But it seems like right now, everybody under the sun wants sponsorship. So we do have a robust sponsorship program. I mean, we, we really do. And I think our sponsorship program is fair to the people that we sponsor. I promise them a certain amount of stuff. And if they do a good job, they'll get more. But we do bring people in for sponsorship uh and they understand they they signed their agreement uh with us and they failed to live up to that agreement so what do you think happens when they fail to live up to the agreement
1: uh you basically get a round of jiu-jitsu with them
3: adios muchacho you gotta Uh, go see
1: you should really put that into your legal work because i feel like you you oh it is that you get to have a round with them in jiu-jitsu What's funny is is I'm
3: very very I'm the other thing that's really fun about owning this company is all of our sponsored athletes I know I've met I've trained with them um, uh, and sometimes after they become athletes I do get to go out and train with them. There's right now we have two that I haven't had the chance to go out and train with uh, Andrea uh, I haven't had a chance to go out and train with her. Uh, she's amazing amazing competitor and uh, Paulo Herbero, uh I'll be going out to go train with him he's only in Naples, Florida so that's a good place to go. Um, so but I've I've trained with the majority of the people. I know them. Uh, I've become friends with their families. Um, but unfortunately sometimes life gets in the way of doing this part-time job and they can't live up to their they can't live up to their um sponsorship. And I I don't hold anything against them. It's just life. Uh, but everybody gets this great idea that the sponsorship is going to be the greatest thing and they're going to have you know, a million geese sent to them because they hear that whoever has all this stuff done. And unfortunately, that's not really the way sponsorship goes. Um, <clears throat> I mean, like I said, I think we have a robust program. We take good care of our athletes. Um, but but uh, sometimes but people... I think
1: that's the thing is like, we obviously are joking about it, but there is a very real side of, of that. And I think that's mm-hmm. why you, when you see it done so well, you see those athletes like... With precision, the ones who do it really well are hitting up the Instagram. They're hitting up every type of tournament Mm -hmm. they can or there's an active balance to what it is they're doing. So I I have a great admiration for those folks who I do see do it and who get it. And I think that when you see people who get it, I think they understand brand integration and that they themselves as a competitor and as a jiu-jitsu practitioner, they themselves can be a brand. And sometimes that doesn't click until it really, really sets in. So (laughs) – that's really, yeah,
3: really and good it's stuff. Hard. Like a, people, people really believe, like, one of the things that we don't do, we don't sponsor kids. Um, and and when I get a I get a request for sponsorship from a nine-year-old kid, uh, I tell them the truth. I think that kids just need to love jiu-jitsu, enjoy jiu-jitsu, and if they want to compete, great. But if you as a parent can't afford to send your kid to 50 uh, yeah. tournaments a year, then they really don't need to do 50 tournaments a year. Take them to the local ones, let them compete, let them have fun, keep that fire going. But they're kids. Just let the kids enjoy jiu-jitsu. Uh, and if they want to compete, great. But you don't need to take them to every tournament
1: in, in the country. I mean, that's got to be heartbreaking uh, to, like, the nine-year-old who's like, I'm just trying to get paid, man. Well, you'd be surprised. I remember, I remember
3: we got, like, a nine-page letter that was supposedly written, written by this nine-year-old kid named Killer. His name was Killer, by the way. <laughs> uh, so and he apparently typed me this whatever. I it was I think it was about three pages long that Killer wrote to me and uh about how he should be sponsored by us because Killer was a killer. Um and, and that just, just just didn't really jive with me. I mean, it just wasn't the right thing. He's a nine year old kid, he should be focused on whatever and then well, that's sure his
0: kid. pr campaigns a little late but he isn't i
3: don't think that's any <laughs> reason he <laughs> uh... had a good lawyer how to get away with murder <laughs> whatever <laughs> but, uh, but you know but you know for me i just want kids to be kids so we we purposely and, and we have some kids that all they wear is our geese and and so we do do things kind of to help our loyal customers out we don't always do a full sponsorship for people but i do a spot sponsorship So if you're a person who really, really loves our geese, and we have a lot of people out there who do, uh, and you post about our geese a lot and you compete in our geese, um, you never know. I may send you an email that says, hey, by the way, your next tournament fee's on us. And I do it all the time.
0: Ooh. see. That's the type of spoiler I like. Yeah. Well, Ricardo, people can find you at defermabjj.com. Or your Mm -hmm. DeFirma Fight Academy at DeFirmaTC.com. Yep.
3: DeFirma Training Center, Chesapeake, Virginia.
0: Boom. Where apparently the well-dressed killers train.
3: Yes. uh, Yes. Well-dressed. And amazingly, we're on Battlefield Boulevard, too. That's good stuff, right?
1: That is nice. Terrifying.
3: (laughs) That
0: is really Cool. Uh, Ricardo, it's been a blast. Thanks for swinging by the podcast tonight. We encourage people to go check out DeFirma enjoy their gear. Ricardo can be reached; he's the person answering all the emails. So, verbal tab fans, Ricardo Tubbs.
3: Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. You can you can always email us at info at DeFirmaBJJ.com dot com. Um, can respond to things on our on our Yahoo. Uh, I mean, I am sorry, on our YouTube. We're always posting some videos on there, and and uh, like I said, we we like to talk to our customers. Uh, hopefully, next time you guys have me on, we talk about Jiu-Jitsu. You know, we can talk about MMA too. I like MMA.
1: Don't got, worry. Um, some great I think out. I think we've got plenty of opportunities to bring them back on, and I won't tell Kevin what one of them is, but I think Kevin <laughs> knows what one of them is.
0: I can't think of anything right now.
1: Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. I mean, like I said, we, we, we sponsor some MMA guys. We just had one of our, one of our ladies win her fight in a minute and six seconds.
2: Nice. <laughs> not, That's not,
3: good. not too bad. Uh, we, Roger, no, I, hey, Tandon McCory. uh, he's fighting in the UFC in December I say, we're, we're, we're spoiled, man. We're lucky people.
0: We're going to talk to you again, sir. Ladies and gentlemen, Ricardo yeah. Tibbs.
3: Yeah. Hey, thanks guys. Appreciate it. Everybody check out the podcast. And
0: uh, check us out, too. Appreciate it, guys. Rafa Sparza, what a podcast. And I'll tell you what, I'm glad I'm not in that Virginia area for this reason. Mm. One, I'm just glad there aren't ten weeks that stand between me beating up Ricardo. Mm Mm-mm. And me oh. not beating up Ricardo, because now, you know, obviously there's a distance thing.
1: So mm-hmm. I can't I can't uh, he can't hide behind. He sounds that. like he travels a bit, though, Kev. And the fact that you now live in Denver, Colorado, which is easy to find. Oh, I don't think he said he traveled to Denver, although though. Not oh, maybe he doesn't. But maybe he does. I know he goes to train with every one of his sponsored athletes. So there is that. Uh yeah, great guy, great interview. Awesome. I
0: was impressed and uh what was I was I talking I was talking shit before.
1: You were talking shit about him, but I'll tell you, he um the thing about this Kev is, I don't think you realize how many people you tell your weakest part of your body right now to. I think you are now Exposing the fact that you have gotten this surgery on your leg, Too specifically much. your knee. So it would be a good area to target if I were Ricardo.
0: Interesting. And you you do you think I should tone that back if I'm gonna be so lippy?
1: Yeah, I think it's a choice. I think it's a very strategically smart choice, if you were to ask my opinion. Okay. Well, that's good. Yeah. Thank yep. you. You're welcome.
0: Well, it's time for some shout outs. Okay. And I'll go first. Got to see my man Josh Klee today swung by just mm-hmm. to uh, watch some football and, you know, talk to me about Denver a little bit. Friends, you see that you when you move to a new place, it's just new opportunities. That's awesome. That's awesome. Big, big shout out to the Abu Dhabi Grand Slam footage, of which I did a little bit more reviewing today, Raf. Yeah. I was picking up some things on some deep half strategies and the way some uh people were executing some really interesting sweeps I thought and some defenses and attacks and uh got really caught up in just watching some of the cool blue belt matches again so that's good that was one of the I've been reading a lot of articles about how to train while injured I've actually read thirty three put a little annotated bib together mm-hmm. and uh reviewing tape is you know obviously a standard amongst them, so that's what I was trying to do. Is there a lot of tape of you
1: rolling or is it tape of other people? No, rolling? this is tape of other people. Oh, OK. That's good. Yeah, that's very helpful.
0: There's almost no tape of me rolling recently. Oh, well, that's I a know. shame. My, I gotta get that drone that flies above you and records you.
1: I'm afraid those things are going to fly. My nephew just got a drone for his Star Wars pull. And I'll get to my shout outs in a, a second. But uh, my nephew got a Star Wars drone, which basically is the Millennium Falcon that will fly over you. And my first thought was, is that a real drone? They're like, no, it's a remote control thing. And I was like, okay, because drones freak me out because I feel like they'll just fall. And if you're talking about specifically while you're rolling in jujitsu, I would think that thing would fall on me. As like I get top position, I'd be like, yeah, oh, dead. It fell on me.
0: That's an interesting uh, fear you have. I didn't know that. That's
1: good I just thing. wanted to put it out there. I don't like drones. I own a toy drone. Of course you do.
0: That's <laughs> it for me on the shout-outs, by the way.
1: Uh, I want to go ahead and start by showing. I got my family yesterday. We all got together for my nephew's aforementioned uh, birthday party, which was awesome. Uh, he is big into Star Wars, so we basically like he he got. Man, he. I'm gonna send you a photo of how much Star Wars he got, Kev. Because holy fuck, this kid is gonna not only be decked out with great Star Wars stuff, but like, I just I was impressed. His, is I his, guess birthday? The way it. his birthday is actually sometime next week. Okay. So we got together a little earlier uh, to go ahead and celebrate it. But uh, I've go- went ahead and texted that to you. It should be on your phone. But uh, that is the the stash that he ended up with yesterday. When you end up seeing it, just let us know. But anyway, a shout out to him, my family. Everybody was great to see. Um, we Damn. Went- yeah.
2: Are you looking like at it?
1: Those carnival ride endings, like with all the prizes. <laughs> It looks like all of the loot you have at a (laughs) carnival ride. Well organized, too, by the way. Well, I started telling him, like, hey, man, I want to get a picture of this. And he was just like, to show off how awesome all my Star Wars stuff is. And I was like, yep. Uh, I also want to talk to you about this, Kev, because this isn't really a (laughs) shout out. But this is just, I think, an important thing to know. Did you watch the Star Wars trailer? Uh, Yes. What are your thoughts?
0: Looks looks good. I'm, I'm not, like... I'm a medium-level Star Wars enthusiast. I'm
1: at the same way, although I know more than you. But I feel we're the same kind of like, oh, that looks cool. That looks fun. I'll get around to it when I get around to it. Yeah. Okay. So um, that happens. But there's an evil villain whose uh, name is Rilo Ken. Uh, However, I'm going to keep calling him the band name Rilo Kylie because I think that's funnier. So – Rilo Kylie, we gave my uh, nephew a little doll, the like live action one, the like action figure that says stuff, right? So it's like he says really awkward stuff, though, that I thought it was really important to talk about. Do you want to know what he says? Yes. OK, so Rilo Ken basically starts by saying, you know what I'm here for. You will give it to me. Yes, it is mine now. At a certain point, I started thinking like this is out of context. Uh, it's a little dicey. Randall Ken seems like he's a little rapey. I don't. I don't know how to feel about this. Randall yes. Ken
0: did ten years in the San Bernardino State Penitentiary <laughs> uh, for pretty
1: serious level one assault. Do not fear it. Just give it to me. <laughs> so you know, uh, I, I encourage all of you when you go to. Do the shopping for the kids. Just just go listen to it. Make your own conclusions. Do what you need to do. That was just my first impression. But uh, anyway, it was great to see the family. So I want to give a big shout out there. Uh, I also want to give a shout out again to budovideos.com. They were so good. They followed up with us. They talked with us. They asked us how we liked working with them. I, I can't complain. It's been a really, really cool uh, amount of messages that John and I have received. John and I got remixed, Kev. I saw that. That was impressive. So uh, shout out to BJJ Mojo. That was really funny to look around. And actually, I believe that was from BJJ World Champ, which is Cyborg's um, website. If you guys want to go ahead and look at that, so that was kind of cool. And to be associated with anything Cyborg, really, like always cool. You know, damn, it's automatically cool. Makes you better jiu jitsu. I let's not put that on the record because that's a lot to hold up to so Ooh. anyway uh shout out to them i want to go ahead and give a shout out to uh breakdown academy obviously great training over there uh Jevins is always doing nonsense and uh teaching us good stuff there so i want to say thank you to him and all of the great training partners over there i also want to send a nice shout out to the good folks at valley martial arts center went there train today and i'll tell you this much kev we did the, the kind of start of a day where we didn't – at first it was just me and my buddy uh, Carlos and uh, nobody else is there. It's just me and him and it's an open map. And I look at it and I go, is it really just going to be me and him all day? All right, let's go ahead and start. So we do that thing where you start rolling but there's no clock, which uh, you won't know what you're worth until you do multiple versions of that yeah it is tough it is grueling but it's the best kind of training and uh I mean at a certain point it's much like when you have a long roll anyway it's just it's fun you're just kind of slipping out of things at a certain point or if you are about to land something you may have the best technique in the world and you'll just go up oh, I lost it whatever alright where are we am I am I in your side guard now, or are you in okay I think you got mount cool <laughs> whatever let's just work from here uh so i just i had so much fun doing it i will say the only thing that made it even funnier to me was i had worked to a certain point on carlos and i got a really cool position and then somebody came and interrupted us and i was like are you fucking kidding me (laughs) like they just want to be like hey raf what's up and i was like i'm like i'm in a great spot here you're really gonna fuck this up for me are you joking (laughs) Jesus Christ. Anyway, so shout out to everybody there. Uh, That was so much fun. And I I would highly encourage you to do it because it's really cool. Uh, And he's already a partner who we have a longstanding – where did we leave off? (laughs) All right. That sounds good. So shout-out to uh, Carlos, uh, shout-out to Hassan, shout-out to uh, everybody with great, great training out there. And, uh, yeah, I think that's actually going to do it for me and my shout-outs this week.
0: Well, Raph, I have one more, and that goes out to the beautiful woman who raised me. My mother turned 55 Aww. years young on the 21st. So happy birthday, Mom. And In her true fashion, we usually celebrate it for about three weeks. So we're on, we're on week two. <laughs> <laughs> Give one more and we'll be all set That's awesome That's gonna do it for us tonight here at Verbal Tap I'm Kevin, thanks for listening Good night and I know this <laughs> thing
2: I know love this <laughs> thing Oh definitely Damn it, it's not right a visual it. podcast <laughs> <laughs>